Welcome back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You've been lost in a riptide of reality, never to be seen again. Well, not in your galaxy anyways. Let's see how you fare in this new one, shall we? Uh, ah, getting, out, getting sucked into a portal. Uh, no! <laughs> Skittles! <laughs> Up top, we got something a little different happening today. That's right, only half of the crew is here. We've got Pawns, we've got Para, we've got Koto. What happens from here? Nobody knows. Spellcasters rule. (laughs) It's so crazy how we have three players here and that's only half of the crew. It is. Yeah. Right. Very true. This is the size of how the original two seasons were. It was just four of us hanging out. But now yeah. in this latest season, it's just off the wall with so many people. And I love it. I love the energy. Double. That's right. Yeah. We're just I barely the secondhand d- crew. Double. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, most of the people here are new additions. The only OG secondhand is Pawns. No shade thrown yeah. towards the new guys. Oh, no, yeah. I'm excited to just do a session with, uh, with some other people because get a rare opportunity today yeah it's true and also all spellcasters which is really really fun mm-hmm. i'm excited i was gonna this. say it was really funny that we like we we kicked we kicked Scriff out. out we're like oh. uh sorry it's, it's just spellcasters uh allowed oh my here. goodness can you do a cantrip no okay no, we invited you up to the room but could you just leave now yeah you that was what you need to do some water <laughs> Scriff, Scriff exiting the room. Now. i'm not proud of what i did but i'm happy that it led to this <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was so funny. <laughs> like the, the cool kids invite you up to the room and they're like, okay, now you can leave. Yeah, it was not <laughs> intentional, clearly. You're just like, all right, well, can we uh, can we have a conversation? Scriff, you don't need to be Long here. To the, to the moment the Scriff's out of the room. And he's like, goodbye, as you guys shut the door in his face. <laughs> Scriff is just a bellboy, apparently. It was so good. Yes. Are you guys ready to find out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I want to know what happens next, Adam. What happens? Let's do this. On a desert planet lost in the dust and dark, there lies a casino. An oasis from the outside world providing the opportunities to turn around the bad luck that chases your life. Inside rests a room filled with shells and gentle music designed to relax and let you drift off into a gentle dream. Or maybe to your nightmares. Let's see which in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, The Lost Chapter. Ooh. I will never get tired of intros. Same. The air in the upscale beach-themed room splits in twain with a rainbow electric glow. Koto, Pawns, and Para watch a hole in reality tear open between them. A rupture in space-time that manifests as a churning hallway of darkness and light. The water of the hot tub is drawn in in an instant as the three members of the second hand grab onto the sides of the tub. Bolts of energy strike out and slice through plaster, steel, and tacky carpet in all directions. And you all feel the hot tub begin to pull from the ground. No, no. One of these multicolor lashes strikes out towards pawns. Make a reflex save. Oh, oh, jeez. I didn't do it. That's my best, my best save right Is there. Is this how they work? It seems, it seems very, very doing. <laughs> I wanted to stay in the hot tub longer. This is new, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. This is totally new. That's a 25. I, I no longer enjoy hot tubs. <laughs>
Okay, 25 saves, so this thing just gives you a glancing blow, and you're gonna take eight electricity damage. Oh. So, Pons, you're looking around wildly with your tiny little eyes for anything to help you, and you see... Griff's armor moving of its own accord. My answering machine. Draining against the pole of the vortex as your answering machine (laughs) stretches out to reach towards you. The same bolt that was wildly cascading around you slashes into the armor and you see their left arm fly free. Oh no. Whoa. Uh oh. Are we gonna have to pay for that? Para. As you're hanging on to this thing, make a fortitude save as something that's being pulled from the room hits you in the back of your oblong head. Oh no. Uh, Para's still um, a, a Shoki girl at this point, fun, but she got, uh, they, rather, got a 16. So this thing hits you, but you're way too focused on what's happening now, so you only are going to take five damage. Ow. You hear the creaking of the shell bed in the center of the room begin to wrench against the bolts as they start tearing free and you guys see Lugnos <laughs> spinning off into the room. And no matter how hard you hold on, nothing can save you from being drawn in. The contemplative, your little tiny hands begin to loose and you start trying to fly away, but <laughs> Pons is unceremoniously dragged into the time-space rupture. Oh, I could see like his his clothes, like his cowboy clothes just getting torn off and he's just like <laughs> yeah, he's wearing Wait. his big hat and it's the first thing yeah. to go. Ah. And then he decides to chase after it at the last second. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> Why were you in the hot tub fully dressed? <laughs> that's what I said. It's, it's just what Pons did when he first went in there. I said I went to the hot tub immediately. Para, you're hanging on and your arms just like keep stretching and stretching until they're out like 10 feet long. Yeah. And then a large chunk. <laughs> of this hot tub (laughs) breaks free and you're both (laughs) flung away. Koto, using all your strength, you hang on and you glare into the fissure. And this is the first time you have ever seen this happen. Something is different. Something is flying at you. It's a cascading seashell bed. What do you do? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Jump out of the way. You jump out of the way, letting go of the hot tub. And as you do, You two are pulled into this giant fissure as you see the shell bed flipping and spiraling behind you. As the jacuzzi jockeys free and flies into the split in reality, the crack closes as if it was never there. And the room goes quiet, except for some slightly broken melodic music in the background. So a wildly churning tunnel drags the three of you spinning through a space between existences. The brilliant Technicolor universe scape, as blinding as it is deafeningly silent, draws your screams into the void. Even if they're screams of, my heart. (laughs) I'm never taking a drink again. (laughs) (laughs) You feel the very essence of your life pulled in all directions, shattered and slammed back together. Koto, there's a familiar feeling to this, but every other trip has been instantaneous and brutal. This feels less like you're being thrown adrift and more like you're being pulled. 
Hmm. Oh, man. And then you are all cast out, flipping head over heels onto a surface that gives out from under you with a crunch. Remains of the jacuzzi. Just pelting all around you. Oh god! Just rain, jacuzzi rainwater coming after us. Yeah, I think Koda will kind of like go into like the fetal position and try to use her wings to cover her from the falling debris. Nice. You just feel. Absolutely lands on their face. Yeah. <laughs> you turn into like a puddle temporarily and then like reform. Alex Max style. <laughs> yeah, Alex Max style. They land and then puddle out and then reform back up again into their um, really soaky disguise. <laughs> Side note: I am so happy that I'm playing with people who are old enough to know what Alex Mack is. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Cooper's our youngest and he still knows. <laughs> yes. All right. You are all wildly hungry, except for Para, who is currently half a mini bar's worth of liquid because that's what they were like. <laughs> and glass and plastic and whatever else was in there. <laughs> um, we still have all of our like equipment, right? So like everything we were carrying will be with us? Absolutely. Okay. So Kodo was like, okay, I think we've just shifted. <clears throat> You're going to feel a mild uh, like starvation going on. I, I've prepared for such occasions though. And uh, she reaches into her bag and pulls out a couple of R2Es, which are like Things you eat that gives you like a day's worth of, of nutrition to like ward off starvation. Yeah, like food rations, right? It's essentially like a hungry man dinner, more or less. <laughs> <laughs> Bar is always hungry, but they're gonna t- they'll, they'll happily take a bar. So a mountainous rock face looms nearby, driving up to a jagged ridge far above, and a wind like knives <laughs> blows into the frozen forest in which you stand. With an accompanying cold shock that runs through you, Pons and Koto, you suddenly see your breath as you look around into blindingly violet snow. Adam, I'm assuming we're still wet from the hot tub, so... Yes, you guys are still wet. However, you do have your life bubble. Okay, Okay, good. I was gonna ask. Perfect. You are still cold. You're just not freezing to death. That's good, because, yeah, that would be very dangerous very quickly. All right, so Koto kind of stands up, and she's like, okay, guys, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I've been through this before. Um, the first thing we need to do is just get a bearing of our situation, get a bearing on our, how we're feeling, make sure all of our limbs are working, we can stand, we can walk, and you might want to test to see that your powers are working normally. Maybe cast like a small little spell real quick to see if you if everything is 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 still working correctly. Uh, yeah, Paz um, stands up um, as this Pemisuki just starts spinning their their hands like three sixty degrees. Other things in the screen goes, I appear to be fine. I will try. Pa, as you're looking yourself over, you notice that thing that's sticking out of you, and then you hear a voice in your head. Para, so funny running into you. Forgive me, my systems are no longer responsive but I've established a connection to you in your comm unit. I hope you don't mind me utilizing this functionality. Oh, cut. Yeah, you realize that the thing that smacked you in the head is the arm that came off Scriff's armor. Amazing. <laughs> I'm going to absorb it enough so I've now got an extra arm that is just Cat's arm on my left side. <laughs> just hanging off of you. Love it. Just hanging off of me. Thank you. That is much better. But it can, it can, be, it can operate like separately, I imagine. <laughs> oh, Cat, it is good that you are here. Can you... Can you reach your the rest of your body? I have no connection to anything but you at this time. Oh, right. That is bad. Ah, uh, Koto, Pons, it seems that uh, Cat's arm is with us, which is good. 
Uh, <laughs> she cannot reach the rest of herself, which is bad. Oh, man. Yeah, so, so Pons is kind of turned away from the rest of the group, kneeling on the ground. Uh, you're not sure what's going on, but as he stands up, it, it never rains on Akaton. Or, or it snows. It never snows on Akaton. Look at this. And he has two floating snowballs going on that he is holding with a psychokinetic hand. And it's like, ah, I think spells still work. And then tosses a couple snowballs at you guys. <laughs> yeah, just get like pelted by a snowball in the face. Ah, okay. Looks like Pons is fine. I also throw one at Koto as well to make sure this is how it works, yes. I <laughs> know okay. you guys okay. just pick on Koto. Cat, you should get right. in on this to make sure you're functioning properly. <laughs> Message received. Guys, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry. Picks this is... up another snowball and then Cat's arm throws it at Koto. Oh, gosh. Don't ruin the moment. It's the first time for me seeing snow. Myself also. Okay. I think I've gotten over it. All right, go ahead and give me a perception check then. Okay. So 25 for punts. 28 for power. 14. Razor cliffs rise on one side of you, partially sheltering you from a lavender sky. Cold sun beams down on you, yet you feel no warmth. Snow falls heavily down across the frozen plains, and what trees there are stand frozen and fallen in the violet snow. Inlaid in the wall and the snow next to you are these blackened scars that look not dissimilar to what was happening to the hotel room behind you. As you guys look around into this dark frozen forest, Para, you catch it for just a moment. A cold breath from inside the forest, a snap of a twig in the silent falling flurry. Then a large gust cuts the air and a mound of snow glides towards you. It blows dramatically and breaks against the rock, leaving a large plastering of white violet. Then there's nothing, no movement, no sound, only this strange palpable tension. Your eyes follow the dark burns in the snow back to the wall, in time to see a quiet rending of the plastered snow as a muzzle and fangs pierce the veil and lunge at Koto. Whoa. Because you beat a 26 para, you are not caught flat-footed against this creature which has used some sort of frost gate teleporting to get into killing distance. Oh, that's cool. Oh, no. That's cool. Whoa. Damn, nice. it's like a were-deer or something. A were-deer? I will show <laughs> you the picture. I'm getting some, like, Christmas episode vibes, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Ah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh. Wow. You made this sound kind of fun. This isn't fun. Oh, my God. Shut up, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your command to turn it off. This thing looks metal as hell. I love it, and I also am so scared. Yeah. So this thing is terrifying looking. It's like, it is a wolf, but almost matted fur as if it was made out of icicles that are kind of spiking up from it. Very vicious teeth. Apparently it just teleported up to Koto. Yeah, it seems like it uses the snow to make gates teleport through. Is there just one of these right now, Adam? You guys only see one. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, God, I didn't think of the possibility of more. (laughs) There's so much snow. Yeah, it could be pack hunters. It is a wolf-like creature. Everybody roll for initiative. 24 for initiative. That was a 10 for Pons. That's a 13 for initiative. This thing's going to get its freebie cheap shot off on Koto first, and then we'll go into initiative proper. Bring it. Adam's making some (laughs) faces. (laughs) It's a natural one. (laughs) So... 
For my initiative, I rolled a natural one. Yes. Nice. For my first attack, I rolled a natural one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so even like, against surprise. a flat-footed AC, that's an 11. It starts purring. Okay, wonderful. Wow, That's my great. my creatures only suck because of how badly I roll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, after that less than amazing introduction to this character, <laughs> Koto, you're this is actually so good. <laughs> this is what happened with the big sand ray as well. <laughs> like, no matter what I do. Yeah, that was like the worst case scenario for the enemy. <laughs> Oh, we, will, we will curb stomp this wolf now. <laughs> yeah, everyone turns around like, oh, oh, wait. And then just absolutely oh, spot the crap it's out It's really of it. small, oh. <laughs> turns into dust cloud and this yeah, the, thing's the getting The camera beat up. was just zoomed in real close. It pulls back and it's like two feet tall. Yeah, we all just stamp it out. <laughs> Koto turns around and she's like, okay, I got us into this mess. It's time for me to get us out of it. And then so she forms her hands above her head and begins making a circle with them one more time forming her energy lash. Yes. Uh, she says, all right, crazy wolf thing, have at the, uh, uh, uh. And all of a sudden you see her body begin flickering in and out of reality like it was in the hot tub before everyone transported here. She begins flickering in and out and then falls to her knees and goes, not again, oh, what's, what's happening? And then ends her turn. Oh, Okay. Okay, so Koto pulled out a lash, was looking super badass, and then went, ah, ah. Started having a seizure. Okay, <laughs> Para, you're up. Okay, can I ask real quick, does Cat's arm count as a, does it have its own initiative, or can she decide to punch something? You can certainly try, but it's, see what happens. <laughs> okay. Eh, this seems like it would be a good old time for a nice overheat. Yes. I draw out as much more heat as I can, even though it's just freezing cold, and I'm gonna just um, barbecue this tiny guy. I know he's not really tiny, but in my <laughs> mind, it's just very small. Guy. Yeah, this <laughs> tiny 10 Twice foot. Twice your size, this tiny, tiny guy. guy. I mean, he's soaking now, so he's three times my size. Just gotta say, if you do that within range, then they will get an op attack on you. Oh, that's true, I'm right in front of him. You know what, ah, it's fine. Yeah, I do it. All right, let's go. Here comes another natural one. Natural I can one. feel it. Let's go. That is a natural 19. Oh no. <laughs> Almost a crit. It was almost a crit. This thing slashes into you with its huge claws, and you will take 24 slashing piercing damage. Oh, oh no! My goodness. Whoa. Okay. Not so small, is it now? No, no, it's not. Okay, and the reflex was. SDC 15? 14. Uh, it doesn't beat it. it, takes 13 fire damage. Wow. You lift up your hand and it pulls back and this flamethrower barrel comes out. And as you <laughs> unleash this fire, this thing slashes into you and you guys trade damage. And is that nice. everything of your turn? Do I take another attack opportunity if I move away from it? You already used his reaction. No, you've already taken it. Yeah. It slashes into me. I stick a muzzle of the flamethrower in the face and uh, <laughs> we both look pretty crap and I jump backwards. <laughs> All right. So Pons is... <laughs> gonna hold his hand up and it's gonna kind of glow this dark purple energy <laughs> and he's gonna kind of look at the wolf and just say i'm gonna show you your future and he's gonna poke it <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool That's for a... like two seconds <laughs> <laughs> gonna poke it. no big deal and that was a 20 to hit that'll do it nice okay let's see the damage here that's 34 damage and Ooh. he needs to make a will save. <laughs> okay. Nope. I need to make a will save for the additional effect. Oh my lord. Okay. Yes. 
Um, a nine? No. Uh -oh. yeah, you're also shaken. You basically take a minus two to everything for the next minute. That was so large. <laughs> yeah, as a vision of Hara absorbing its body flashes through its mind. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> you can see the future. <laughs> yep, and then I'll take a guarded five foot. Wow, that was a lot. Okay. I love it. Yep. Jeez, Welcome to some new hard. spells. Apparently. Okay, so you reach out with this purple energy, touch it, and it just recoils in this horrible pain and is shaken against the visions of the future that you have unleashed. It's used to uh, eating things. It's not used to being eaten, and it's afraid of it. I love it so much. And that's the end of it of my turn. Okay, well, this thing already looks so in pain, but it's going to move forward. It's going to go after... Let's do the squishy brain that just inflicted so much pain against it. It must lash out. Oh, no. Yeah, I thought it might. So this thing is going to come at you in two different ways. First is with the claws, the second it reaches out with its jaws and is going to bite onto you. So first is the claws. I can't, I can't even right now. That is another natural one. <laughs> Woo! Excellent, excellent. As Pons wiggles his way right up, <laughs> right up its claws. <laughs> it just floats back with a bit. I can't believe this, why am I so bad? Okay. Can't catch me. What's your AC? 20. What I rolled would have been a 20 exactly if this thing weren't shaken. Yes! <laughs> so, nice. One or two. Two. Okay, so this is a melee. And these are the critical fail cards. It's been a little while. Oh, you create nice. a cloud of dust that acts as a smoke grenade centered on you. So it slashes down, mists you, and this... <laughs> This big puff of snow flies into the air, obscuring everyone's vision <laughs> near this thing. And because it acts as a smoke grenade, this snow just hits you guys on the life bubble and falls to the ground harmlessly. But as it's trying to lunge at you with its mouth open, this large chunk of snow just lodges in its mouth. And I'm going to have to make a fortitude save to see if it can get through it without choking. Pons is little just thinking, I'm invincible! <laughs> As he just dodged <laughs> twice, and then this snow literally forms around him as he has this force field. This has always been like upon the secret. As it begins choking on the snow. Yes! Just keep it coming, Adam. <laughs> this is the best combat okay. so far. Yeah, apparently. All right, well, this next bite attack is still coming because it has to fail twice in order to actually start taking damage. Let's see if I do any better on this one. Even with the negative two, that is a total of a 20. Nice. All right. Good job, doggy. Now it's your turn. Pawns. Fortitude save, please. As I roll. Alrighty. Terrible damage. That's 11 piercing damage to you, Pawns. 20 total. As this thing grabs onto you and you feel the teeth dig in, you feel this wave of sickness pass over you, but you resist it. Something with their fangs has an additional effect. Ooh, okay. And that is its turn. Koto, back around to you. So we're going to rewind time a little bit. While everything was going on throughout that turn, Para firing off their blasts, 
pawns inflicting pain upon this creature, making it shaken. The smoke bomb going off. As the smoke envelops around Koto, you can see for a split second she stops flickering and her body is enveloped in that rainbow light. For her second move action on her first turn, she unwittingly activated one of her abilities called Projected. At sixth level, as a move action, you can trick reality into miscalculating your size. And your size increases by one size category. That means that she gains a much larger reach. At the beginning of her turn, she wakes up and stands above the smoke. Wow! Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so she stands above the clouds and is now essentially like looking at this thing eye to eye as it is also large size. And in kind of a booming voice, she says, I think I can make this work. <laughs> and then she goes for an attack. The, uh, sorry, a full attack nice. with her energy lash. Amazing. Oh my god, that's so cool. So the first attack is a 22 against KAC. The second attack is a 15 against KAC. But it's in smoke, so I do think I need to do concealment. Yeah, go ahead and roll that. I'll roll that. 1d100. That's a 56. Good to go. Nice. All right. That first one hits. The second one misses. Uh, that's 12 slashing damage as she whips her giant energy lash into its hide. Nice. Whooshing. Okay. <laughs> You rake this thing with your whip and it reels back a little bit. You can see the giant figure of it moving around in the snow. Koto just kind of looks down and says like, guys, I think we can take it now. Oh, I am going to take it, all right. <laughs> all right, you're up. Paul's um, gonna reach out with the other arm and out comes uh, their railgun. He's gonna take a shot at this guy. It's <laughs> oh, a pretty close go. range railgun action there. Right? <laughs> So where you're standing right now, not only do you have the smoke in your way, but you have a giant Koto. That is true. <laughs> yep, that is fair. Then I will take a step. Power reaches out and then realizes they're aiming at Koto's thighs and uh, moves around them. <laughs> There's just a big latex booty right in your way. Right there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody would enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> you just see Koto grow in size. Their butt starts glowing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what? Where are you aiming? <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead. Roll to attack yeah. and the miss chance as so well, which is a 20%. If you roll 1 through 20, you'll miss. Okay, D100. Uh, that's uh, 94. Nice. That'll do it. Sweet. And then that's uh, 20 to hit. Casey? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. And... And 16 damage as the Soki arm just splits away from a huge railgun and fires into the mist. Yes! yes I love let's it. Let's go. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> you fire into the mist, you hear as you hit it, and inside your head you hear, well done, that was a good shot. <laughs> Thank you, Karis. I am glad to be appreciated. I have been practicing. It shows. We should hang out and walk out. Bonds! All right. Uh, so do I have any visual on it? Yeah, you can see this dark form in the snow cloud. Okay. Favorite spell. Pons is going to once again, but this time from afar, reach <laughs> into the creature's mind with a mind thrust. So go ahead and make a saving throw, please. That is a 19. Darn. That, yeah, that does save. It's still going to be 15 damage. Jesus, on a save. <laughs> God. <laughs> it was a good roll. It was a really good roll. All right. Anything else you want to do to this poor, unfortunate cat that just came out of the snow to hang out and you guys are kicking it? Hey, it, it, it dug its own grave, okay? <laughs> no, but I'd, I'd like to be floating, like, 
I can move. I've only moved ten, uh, five feet back, so I'd like to be mo- floating ten feet up. Okay. So you move up into the air as you move back away from this thing. Yep. And now I have to roll again to see if it's choking and starts taking damage from it. Woohoo! That's an eight. This snow wolf is regretting its day choices. As the cloud of snow begins to dissipate from the wind, you see that this creature has this large chunk of ice lodged in its throat, and it seems to be struggling with it. Combine that with all of the damage that you guys have done, and you see it's cut, it's bleeding, it's shot, it's got blood coming out of its eyes and ears from the mind thrust, and you see it's on its last legs opens its mouth as wide as it can to try to dislodge this chunk of ice. You see an energy building behind it as it attempts to do a breath weapon attack against all of you. Ooh. Uh-oh. But as it fires this cold breath at all of you, the lodged ice backs it up and Ooh. you see it explode. <laughs> in these giant <laughs> chunks of ice and these spikes shoot out in all directions. And as this explosion tears through the area from where its corpse once was, you see a rift in reality begin to open once more. You are pulled again into one of these cracks in reality. Can I say as we're being pulled in, I just want to just tendrils spurt out from um, Pilot's chest, grabbing as much of this creature as they can, oh, and just absorbing it straight back in. You know what? Because that's so cool, go ahead and roll me a 1d6. Okay. That is a 6. From doing this, you recover 6 health points. That's amazing. <laughs> Ex- that's Excellent. amazing. Oh, my God. Very good. As you guys are all... And a bunch of snow is pulled in and you see little bits of frozen blood flying around this vortex with you. Yeah, so Pons is kind of looking at Par absorb the creature and thinks, was it the red or the yellow snow you're not supposed to eat? <laughs> Apparently red's oh, no. okay. <laughs> I mean, the snow is purple, so I guess it doesn't mean you can Yeah, yeah. you've only read about this in myth and legend because you've never had snow before. Yeah, it's never snowed on Akaton. <laughs> oh, anyway, <laughs> he gets sucked through the portal. It's his last thought. (laughs) So you guys are tumbling aimlessly through this portal as you're dragged in once more. And before you can even catch your breath, Pawns, you're struck by another one of those bolts. And your vision goes dark. Ah, I'm blind! Pawns, you feel a numbness spread from your frontal lobe to every extremity of your body. Then a tingling overwhelms you as you lose consciousness. Narians stares in at you as you float in a tube at the lab. Everything is far larger than you remember, as if you were the size of a small mouse, and the tingling sensation remains. Your creator is telepathically communicating with you, but you don't understand it, or at least you didn't at the time. Knowledge of any number of subjects is flooding into your mind like a waterfall, the information embracing you warmly, and then suddenly it stops. Narians turns to face the figure that has come into the lab, 
Due to the suddenness of this intrusion, the connection to you remains. The figure is old, hunched, with walking aids. Their crimson skin is faded to a cracked pink, and their slicked-backed hair is a shocked gray, and weathered horns stream from a face handsome in spite of its wear. I've come to check on your work, Doctor. Oh. Uh, Professor, I, I hadn't expected to see you so soon. You and I share a cause. You can understand my interest. The passage of time need not hold sway on us. Uh, of course, but um, it, it holds sway on research. Uh, no matter how many credits you generously offer, progress cannot be forced, only forged. Nonsense. This old man steps up and taps on the glass. Wake up! You're making history! Pawns, each time he hits the glass, your vision blacks out for a moment. Uh, prof professor, please stop. Narians, uh, my friend, I got you lab equipment. I got you your Fasteron, in spite of how regulated it is. I got you everything you need. I held up my side of the deal, and now it's time you return in kind. Um, uh, professor, professor, uh, this old tiefling moves almost imperceptibly closer, and the sudden fear Narians feels is cast over you pawns like a shadow. You have one month to offer me results. Real results. The old man puts a hand on the tube and slowly drags their nails along the surface. And to you pawns, it feels as if the whole world is screaming in unison. One month, Doctor. The man turns and strides out of the lab, and Narians shakes visibly as they turn back to you, Pons. And you get feelings of not just fear, but of shame and injured pride, and somewhere deep down, perhaps even hidden from himself, a burning ambition of what you're not sure. As he turns back to you, the gentle stream of information returns, and you slip back to sleep, and jolt awake in the swirling vortex of time. Wow. Whew. That was nice. Damn the dervish! Is that a memory? And do I still remember it now that I'm conscious? As you come back to consciousness, you do remember that this happened long ago before you were even really able to discern anything in this tube. Wow, okay. Oof. I'm not sure it's the place to have a conversation as we're hurtling through space and time, but... Probably not. <laughs> uh, so as as Pons, um, that as their eyes snap open and they uh, they call out, um, what they see is uh, Shapara grabbing at them with a massive goopy hand, uh, reaching out for Koto as well to try and keep us all together. Yeah, how long are we in here? Because this ability of mine to change size only lasts for three rounds. It's going to be running out pretty quickly, yeah. Okay. So cool. you guys are whirling through here, reaching out, trying to grab everyone. Para, go ahead, give me an acrobatics check. I love it, acrobatics. Actually, can I ask Cat to help me? Absolutely. Yes. Cat, <laughs> grab Koto. So as you reach out one way for pawns with your goopy hands, you send Cat's arm out in the other direction to grab onto Koto. That's amazing. And that is a... Whoa, damn, a 30. Woohoo! <laughs> Hot damn, a 30! <laughs> Hot damn. Hot damn, a 30. 
So you got a 30, and as Cat reaches out to catch Koto, that is a critical success. Yes. So they reach out, goop and all, stretch out, grab Koto by the arm, and you boom, pull everybody into this one small clump. Yeah, just like, look back in. Hmm. I usually don't like goopy hands, but I my, it, it feels so much cleaner now. You will get used to it. Yeah. Koto kind of looks down at Par and says, thanks. I appreciate that. I, oh, this is a weird sensation doing this with others. This has been an experience, as all things. I am glad I share it with you two. I'm glad someone's happy about all this. <laughs> we... Happy is an overstatement. Yeah, as you guys calmly flip through the void. <laughs> so you guys are all in this clump and you're spiraling around, flipping over, and then you see this opening crack in front of you and are thrown out and you land hard in a place that's hot and chokingly humid. Koto, you've never been to this place, but with the slick jungle woods and the grasping vines, you recognize the feeling of the horrible, terrible forest dimension. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Out of space as he described that. <laughs> is, this where, is this where all the verdant plants come from? Yeah, Koto oh, like stands no. up and says, Oh my god. When she fell through and landed, Koto was now normal size again. So she's now just standing like at her regular like 5'10". Yeah, I, I, let, you, I let you both go. <laughs> yeah, it's like the arms like un, unravel around you guys. I'm glad I could give you a hand. <laughs> but she stands up, looks around and says, Guys, I, I've never been here, but... I know where we are. This is the, the forest dimension. We need to be on guard. I have no idea what's what's in store for us here. What is a forest? <laughs> what is a forest? This is like jungle forest, pine tree forest. This is jungle forest. <laughs> you see vines hanging from all these trees that reach up into the sky. And as you're looking around, you notice that the floor beneath you is shifting and shuddering as vines begin to crawl towards you. Oh, no. I do not like forests. <laughs> Neither do I, my friend. Neither do I. You said dimension. Do you mean we're on a planet that's just fully jungle as I'm like slowly inching away from the vines flying up slightly. I think every planet in this universe has an overgrowth problem. Uh, I see. And I can start to see why as like the, the ground beneath begins like moving and shaking like, oh gosh. She kind of <laughs> oh, jumps no. in the air and tries to hover with her wings. Okay, so the two people who can fly begin doing so. Yeah, I can't fly. Thanks, guys. Good luck, Para. <laughs> so like Kota will try to use her energy lash to kind of like wrap it around Para and try to lift him up with her as she begins flying. Para's really heavy. <laughs> Para has an entire SRO in them, including this yeah. thing. <laughs> Like, even, even the smaller body, Para's really Strike heavy. check, let's go. Okay, yeah, uh, go ahead, give me athletics check. Athletics, okay, let's go, let's go, come on. Oh, no, okay, that's a 17. Oh, no. Okay, so <laughs> you throw down your whip, and yeah, yeah. it wraps around Para, and as you pull, the whip just goes through their body and all the goop, and just pulls back <laughs> up as they drop back down to the ground. And I'm gonna need everybody to give me a reflex save. Those of you who are flying, you get a plus two. Woohoo! All right. Oh, man, okay, well, I've got lightning reflexes, so let's see what we get. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a 25. It's a 25. I rolled 25? a 15, but with the plus two, that would be a 17. 17? Yeah, that's a, that's a natural one for a 10 oh, total. Oh, no. You guys are trying to get up into the air away from the ground floor of this forest, 
as these vines lash out because as hungry as you guys are from doing all this shifting, these vines seem much more hungry. Oh my god. What? These things reach out and lash at you, cutting into your bodies. Those of you who saved take 9 damage. Pawns, you take 18 damage. Go ahead and give me a fortitude save as this thing tries to grapple you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> my health is just depleting super fast. I, I got you if you need some help. That's a seven. Okay, pawns. <laughs> this thing wraps around you and starts dragging you into the forest. You know, guys, I really feel like I'm getting the short end of this trip. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much tension, but it's, I can't stop laughing about it. I know, seriously. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and continue in the initiative order that we had rolled before. So, Koto, you okay. will be first. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, Koto will fly over and try to grab a hold of pawns and try to pull them out of the vines. Yeah, go ahead. Give me another athletics check as you try to rip poor pawns free of these grasping vines. Let's go. Oh, my God. That's an eight. Wait, wait, let me check my free coins. I've free got any left. And that was the end of Pawns. <laughs> uh, I've got you a 12. That would give me a 15. That might be worth it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're willing to give it to me. I'm, I'm staring at Adam's face and seeing if it's going to work. I'm like, huh. <laughs> okay, we're going to make this fun. You got a 15 total. That's a little on the low side for you guys now, but I'm oh, going to no. do an opposed athletics check to make this more fun. Yes. Yes, okay. Oh, it's fine. So you're saying okay. there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> and with my rolling, it's a pretty good chance. <laughs> nice. That's a natural 20. Oh, no! Okay. Oh. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. Bye, Pons. Okay, so you grab onto these vines and you start trying to wrench Pons free. And then another vine whips out from the forest and lashes around Pons. And now they're both trying to pull it down and it pulls free from your grasp. Oh, man. Bara, you're up. Cool. Cool. I mean, definitely not cool. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to jump in there and start hacking these vines. I'll switch to my, uh, my lance arm and just start taking out the vines around Pons. Yes, okay. Give me a roll. Attack, please. I uh, 13 against KC, though. Okay, you slash into these vines, and you cut one of them free because the second had come onto it. So that one's gone, but you still have one more that's pulling pawns into certain annihilation. Oh, all right. Uh, oh, my God, pawns. I don't know how much I'm allowed to, like, order Cat to do stuff, but if I can have her helping with the other one. Okay, okay. Why don't you go ahead and give me a heads or tails? Uh, tails. So you're slashing through one of these vines and you cut one free. And as you turn, Cat's arm reaches out and grabs onto the other vine and is going to try pulling it free. So basically what that means is, Pawns, if you try to break yourself free, you're going to get an assist on that. Woohoo! Okay. Nice. Okay. It's pretty good. And then I am next. So there's one vine still grabbing me. Mm-hmm. Are there any others that are still moving, though? There's some that are coming your direction into the forest. This forest is basically a big ball of tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird to be on the other end of it. Nobody Google big ball of tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, mother. I have seen everything. First thing I'm Googling when we're done. <laughs> Pons is really not the best at attack rolls and such. You know, I guess what I'm going to do, because it'll last a while here, is cast Defrex Hardiness to give myself DR7. 
and then Oof. anything that hits me within melee will take seven damage of piercing as I basically cover my body with spikes. Oh, nice. I love it. Yeah. And then I'll just still say, save me, <laughs> as I still continue <laughs> to get dragged back. If you want to use your move action to try to get yourself free, you're welcome to attempt it. No, I'm okay. <laughs> what? <It's fine. laughs> I'll get dragged back. <laughs> I'll see what happens. I'm curious what happens. All right, moving on. Lovely. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and roll another athletics. I want it to get uh, cut on my spikes and have to break me free. That's that's my goal. This thing squeezes down on you. It will take damage from your spikes, but with that athletics, it maintains its grapple. And because it's also squeezing you, you're going to take a little bit of damage as well. Uh-oh. So it's going to be reduced by seven, and then it takes seven. Takes seven damage, and after that reduction you have, that's only three piercing. Man, that's a good spell. <laughs> yeah, it's a good spell. Good and spell. it's going to last mm. for seven minutes. So Damn. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it lasts a long time. And as this thing is pulling on you and crushing you, you are pulled ever closer to the tree line. And uh, just by looking at it... If you're not free within the next turn, you're going to get pulled into the darkness and the tangle of these vines. Oh my god! Hey. Alright. Koto, you're up. Koto screams out, Pawns, no! And you see her wings begin transforming with that rainbow energy one more time as they take on the appearance of the shredded and pointy sharp junk shards as she casts that and throws all of the sharp pieces of metallic junk at these vines to try to cut them. Nice. It's a automatic damage. They have to roll a reflex for half. Okay. Do, do I need to roll as well? Ooh, unfortunately, I think so. That's okay. Yeah. I'll roll. It will be 10 damage total. Okay, that is a 22. Okay, so that's five then. I saved, plus I have damage resistance, so that okay. brings it to zero. Amazing. Cool. Nice. So five damage. Right, so you see the shards just bounce off of pawns and their mystical armor. And you see yes. it does cut into this vine and you see it has lacerations all through it. It doesn't look like it's maintaining itself very well, but it is still dragging pawns in. Damn it. Uh, for my move action, am I able to try one more athletics? Sure. Absolutely. And because pawns didn't try himself, Cat is still pulling on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Come on. Okay, that's a 19. Nice. Okay. I'm going to roll against you. Oh, no. That's a 16. Hey. All right. All right. So you pull and pull and you wrench pawns free as this vine tears away and as the other vines begin to crawl ever closer to you some of you flying some of you not so much you see a crack in reality oh you have to be kidding <laughs> pawns flies towards it pawns no koto flies after pawns and i guess gets caught into it too it's too high up and para can't reach it so there's like but wait <laughs> why am i being uh. a bad <laughs> so all of you once again are pulled into this and you guys see Whoa. vines getting ripped <laughs> off of the trees and pulled in after you guys and they're flying around in this multicolor vortex. 
I think I figured it out, guys. I'm pretty sure we're all in a dream. And we're all still asleep at the hotel. Yeah, or we tub. all just took acid. Guys, I think we're all in a dream. Get smacked by a vine on the way by. Yeah, ah. I, look, I look at like the cash in my chest and go, no, I do not think this. <laughs> Don't worry, it only feels real. Koto, one moment you're cascading through this rift, then... <laughs> The next, you stand at the foot of a towering monstrosity. A creature stretching into infinity, yet you can see its form constantly shifting and melding into clouds of swirling ether. Light from the birth of time floods the area in a haunting glow. Your body floats through an endless void, unresponsive, as if your mind has been disconnected from your form. The titan of old turns their attention to you, and your mind reels with the weight of its focus. And I'm going to pull up a picture for you guys. This would be really cool if it wasn't so terrifying. <laughs> Things would be cool and terrifying. Whoa. It's like humanoid Cthulhu. I love how its arms and hands are just tentacles. Yeah, it's like a humanoid in a robe that's at least 100 feet tall and its arms kind of separate into tentacles that form this kind of swirl in the background. Yeah, almost like a curtain of tentacles all coming off of this, this, this huge being. It's almost like a moon is behind it. This power is not yours, child. You are but a thief in the night. You wield what you cannot control, what you cannot comprehend. Give me a reason not to take back what is mine by rending it from your mortal flesh. You can take this power from me? You can, you can take this away? Of course. You use what is mine by way of triumph as a meddling child. You may not understand, but you are beholden to their will nonetheless. Koto looks around and tries to... Can she see Pons or Para at all? So your body is more or less frozen, and you can see mainly what is in front of you, this terrifying creature. But as you look around in your periphery, you see that you are all alone. So yeah, Koto kind of looks around, can't see either of her companions. She then looks into this creature and says... My friends, the ones I was traveling with, the ones that were pulled in, send them back to their homes, and I will gladly relinquish this power. Their duty is not yet fulfilled. A pressure with the weight of all time passes through you as you feel every moment of your life being pulled apart and examined in excruciating detail. Unknowingly, you serve my enemy. Witlessly, you are my enemy. And yet, you also rail against them. In a way you cannot comprehend, you realize they are regarding you fully for the first time, and after a moment that may have stretched on to the heat death of the universe. Of the Silan. Convey your inner truth. 
Koto shifts from being terrified to being angry. The Silent are nothing but enemies. I've spent the last year of my life opposing their spread and opposing their reign in a universe that was not my own. I found myself in a place where I could stop it from happening once more. The Silent to me are nothing but a disease that needs to be killed. I will not let that disease spread to another universe. Do what you will with me, but I will find a way to end the Silent once and for all. A silent, agonizing, eternal moment passes. Then I will condescend to offer a decision. Your history belies a desire to tear down the Cylan. This aligns with my intentions. You have what is mine. I will have it back one way or another. So this choice I offer you. Devote your service to me, and act as my emissary, a herald of time and space. Use my power in accordance with my will, and you shall retain them along with my favor. Or, return that which is mine here and now. And as you say, come what may. Yanger turns from the Silent and towards this being. What is your name? The name that you can comprehend is Parallaxis. And the whole area shakes as they say this. Oh my god. Is Paradaddy. Paradaddy? <laughs> no! <laughs> Parallaxis, you know Para? They are a piece of my existence. She kind of thinks out loud. I guess this would be like her internal dialogue that everyone would be able to hear. She thinks to herself, Para is, seems to be part of this entity. They're fine. And if I'm not mistaken, Scriff and 5e pledge their loyalty to Parallaxis. Doing this, maybe I could gain some control over my abilities, but at the cost of my soul? I don't know. She kind of looks up at Parallaxis and says, okay, Teach me how to control this power. I ask that of you, Parallaxis. Then I can truly act as your emissary. Through my will, you shall grow, and thus you pledge yourself to me. So shall it be for all time. There is a crack of darkness breaking the light, and you feel this inner strength, and you know that because you have brokered this deal, that any time you shift the way you have been will be at the will of Parallaxis. <laughs> That's fine, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the other two of you, you see Koto flies off into the wall of this whirling tornado of a vortex. And then moments later, from a different direction, they come flying right back out towards you guys. Go ahead and make a athletics check as they fly towards you. Yeah, I'm gonna grab them again. <gasps> 19. For pawns, a seven. Smash into Para and Pawns manages to grip you as Cat's arm wraps around you as well. And you guys are once again in this huddle, whirling through this vortex. Koto, I thought we lost you. Are you are you okay? She kind of looks at Para in fear and then looks out into the distance. 
She kind of like pushes herself off of Para for a second and she tries to open a gate back to the casino that we were at on Akiton. Go ahead and give me a mysticism roll. That's a natural one for an 11. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> so the others wrap around you with their arms and whatever Para is, and you form this triangle with your hands and begin to pull them apart, and you feel the energy in your hands, and it begins to spread wide, and you see this tunnel you're in begins to collapse as you fly through this crack that you have formed. Surrounding you are vibrant purples wrapping their way around the cosmos, but there are no stars. Through it, there is a pervasive, muted, radiant glow that lets you see beyond the light that you give off. As your eyes adjust, you see the forms of thousands of broken shapes gliding through the quiet. Trees, stones, pieces of metal, it's hard to tell the scale, but those stones could be the size of planets, those frames, space stations, it could be anything out here in the drift. Wait, we're in the f***ing drift? Are we, are we all there or just, or just Koto? You guys are all there out in the drift, and oh you're huddled together, floating freely through this space. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, do we just jump out, or do we just kind of have to hang here until we arrive somewhere. It's, it's the drift. Oh my god. We must find footing first. Um, can I reach out to any of these like these bits of like debris floating? Just something for us to like stay on? Go give me heads or tails. Heads. So an arm forms from your shoulder and stretches out several times it reaches for a shape that is apparently far in the distance, but eventually it latches onto what looks like a large rock that has been cut perfectly off from wherever it originally was. And so now you have a small deck that you can stand on, but very little else. Yeah, I drag it I drag it over and I let the guys go um, so we can all stand on this deck. Um, thankfully, Life Bubble should still be on, right? Yeah. It is the only reason you guys have not immediately died in the drift. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, like, can I, like, swim around? What, is, what does that do? Can I, like, fly through this area? You attempt to fly, but it feels like you're flying through pudding. Okay. Can I try to swim? So you move a little bit, but it's weird, and it drags at I, you. I, I do, like, the little butterfly arm pathways and try to swim instead. Let us <laughs> not... Let us not travel too far. We we appear to be stranded in the drift. Uh, are we able to, like, walk or, like, stand up and stuff? You guys can kind of stand on this floating platform. It's very strange. There's not exactly a gravity, but there's not exactly not a gravity. Okay. I'm going to drop this um this Yusoki body now as well, because there's no one here anyway. <laughs> There's a swirl of goop and tentacles and uh, Para is standing uh, with you guys once again, but still with Cat's arm attached to their own shoulder. My sensors detect nothing because they're not here. <laughs> well said, Cat. Kota will go over to uh, Para and like kind of forcefully grab Para by the shoulders or whatever, wherever she thinks Para's shoulders would be in this form. And <laughs> yeah. she says, I need you to lend me your power. We're going to try this one more time, but I think with your help specifically, I might have a chance of getting us home. Understood. But I warn you, Koto, 
This is dangerous. She specifically uses her telepathy node to only speak to you telepathically, Para, and says, we're family now, and I have to put my faith in you. Uh, Para gives uh, Koto a long look, and as they're looking at them, um, their two insect eyes spread and dissipate over their face into many, many eyes, which then form the... uh, the cobweb formation that is, they show its Griff uh, maybe, a, maybe a week ago now, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they look at you as this comes over them, recognizing that you have been marked also, and they nod. Understood. You and I may be kin now, but this will not hurt any less. I'm going to put my hand on their face, and it's not, like, invasive, but it's definitely, you can feel, you can feel a transfer um, as my hand, like, extends over your, like, your temple and your ears and your eyes, and um, I pull away. We are now, for the moment, connected. Do as you will. Before you do your thing, Koto, pawns, you witness Koto turn, grab Para, Para's face changes into the symbol, and then it reaches out and globs onto Koto's face. What do you make of this? Yeah, they're getting freaky over there. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> we are not getting freaky, Paul. This is a, an important ritual. <laughs> the most important ritual, some might say. <laughs> okay, we're going with that. <laughs> I heard those those I heard those noises from from you and Soul there, Para. <laughs> I know what this is. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and give me a mysticism check. <laughs> oh my god, Para! I hope you have a twenty to give me or something. <laughs> I, I do not. Oh gosh. Okay. Did you want my mysticism as well? No, All they've right. excluded you from this. Okay, okay, that's Koto fine. has once again decided that this party is exclusive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Koto's just being very exclusionary today. <laughs> yeah, Swift, get out. Pons yeah, Pons, you get out of here. I just decided to take you on this multiversal road trip. Get out of here, kicks you into the drift. <laughs> oh, no. You can't sit with us, Pons. Oh, gosh, okay. So Koto uses all of her power and tries to focus in on that tacky beach theme of the room we were staying in holds out her hands and tries to form a portal back home. I swear to God. I swear to God, Foundry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, please. It's a 16. You begin moving your hands apart as this rainbow spreads and you see a crack in reality begin to form. And as it starts to open, you can see the mostly destroyed room of the hotel. And then it snaps shut and disappears. And because you happen to be attached to Para in this moment, both of you hear this. I told you what was to come, Para. Now you must learn what you are, what it means to be me, what worlds you bear. As your playtime comes to a close, the future opens before you. You're looking where this portal once was, and among the crowd of disparate objects, you catch for a moment a light before it hides itself again amongst the detritus. You focus on that spot for a long moment, and then it comes again, this flash, 
bigger than before, closer than before. As you look, it bursts out of a blackened shape among the shadows, silhouetted by its own light, a ship cascading slipstream light burning through the skies at horrendous speed, heading straight towards all of you. Envelop these two, or witness their end. The choice is yours. Three, two, one. Power spins round, and the last thing Ponce is their eyes are no longer large and pleasant looking. They are terrifying as everything goes black as power absorbs both of them. Oh god. At a speed faster than the blink of an eye, this drifting ship splatters you against the hull, and then there is nothingness. No self, no consciousness, no existence. Pawns and Koto are non-existent. Then there is Para, and you feel that there is only Para. You are all as one. This understanding dawns, and so does this feeling of reality. You see before you a throne made of trillions of technological pieces flaring into neon brilliance, merged into a semi-living ship, moving, shifting, writhing, Energy flares with the movement of the one that sits on the throne. Candles surround them like a forest. They sit covered in a regal red cloak with gold trimming. There is an energy that pulses from this figure, dark and powerful, and a ripple of fear grows at the back of your mind clawing until within seconds there is an absolute terror that is all-consuming. You three aspects that compose Para, you cower before the throne. This figure does not seem to acknowledge you, and as you're paralyzed by fear, you can make no movement, but you feel you could speak if you wished to. Can we, um, are we able to feel each other? You can tell that all three of you are as one. You can feel the other's presence, but you are all in the shape and form of Para. Then, um, I guess as Para one, um, I'm gonna look <laughs> up at this <laughs> at this uh, this figure, but like head bowed, like barely able to, to like look up at it. Where where are where are we? Where is this? So you look around this large hall and speak out. This hall is, the scope is hard to measure because it continuously shifts and changes. And as you speak, you see this figure's head turn very slightly towards you. Then without perceivable movement, they stand before you, a hair's breadth away. And you feel that there is a spike jutting into your abdomen. The hood falls away to reveal a young woman with onyx skin and dark hair. Their eyes are black, and in it you see an apathy, as if your appearance and death are nothing, and make no mistake, you are dying. I, I, pa, um, pa holds like the blade in their gut as they start to almost like melt. But I think in the moment, realizing that it's not just power, it's Pons, it's Koto, they're going to wrench themselves off of the end of this of the spike. They step back and they just go, no! So you attempt to pull yourself back off this spike, grabbing onto it, and it's retracting out of your hands back into the body of this person. And as you two 
look at each other, their eyes turn a sudden and familiar green. No, you are not mortal, you are. And their eyes quiver for a second. It's you, finally. And the universe around you shudders. You see them slow to a crawl, and the time around you freezes. Do you understand, child of eternity? Do you see what lays before? As Parallaxis speaks to you inside your head, the space within the ship ripples and warps as this woman's eyes ignite in a blazing jade, and their body rails against the restraint of time as they impossibly begin to move. This is... I, I do not understand. Why have you brought me here? And this figure pulling against time itself, you hear these croaked words. And it seems you are not alone. And their hand reaches out towards you with this glacial speed. And as you try to talk to Parallaxis, you again in your ears hear, Run. Okay. Uh oh. Oh man. Power turns on the hill and fully jet dashes away. Power's never been afraid of anything, so this is terrifying to them. Right? Can we cast stuff? Like, what's. <laughs> what can we do? So, here's how this is going to work. Because you have been stabbed through the chest and you're dying, as you try to turn and run, you're also combating this fear that has washed over you. And in order to do this movement, I want you to all give me a collective will save and tell me the grand total. Oh man, come oh on, let's God. go. Let's go. Let's go. No. Oh, I got nine. If you have oh, anything. I used it on the 12. <laughs> oh, but hold on. If you have um, any abilities that gives you a bonus to saves against fear effects or mind effects, you can apply that as well. Go for pawns as well? Everybody. You know what? Can I use an overdrive? Ooh, tell me how <laughs> you want to use this. I think as Para is stepping away, but you know, they're hurt, they're afraid, but they don't want to die. They've never had any fear of death and they're more afraid of their friends dying as well. So I think there's a moment where their eyes also blaze with that same jade blaze the other person had as they force themselves past whatever they're dealing with at this moment. Okay, but you gotta give me two points. Oh no! Yeah, one for each of them, sure. To save to save uh to save these two. Yeah, two points. Okay. And what were the roles that the other two of you had? Oh, was it seventeen for Ponce? Twenty-one for Koto. Alright. Because of that overdrive pan, I'm gonna add ten points to your roll. Ooh, alright. Woohoo! At the cost okay. of your resolve. That's fine. I'll take it if it keeps somebody else alive. Thank you. And I mean, like, this is this is this is good because like everything's new for Para, including fear. And they they didn't know they could do this. They didn't they could push through like this. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, it would it would burn your resolve to to dig deep like this. Makes sense. Okay. Grand total, you guys have a fifty-seven, and I'm gonna roll for them. Oh man, uh -oh. get out of here! As you turn and start moving away trying to stagger you see a portal ahead of you 
crack into being, much like the ones you have been seeing all this time. And Para, you activate your jet dash ability, and even then you're barely managing to stumble away. And you hear behind you, no! As you're running, you can feel that your SRO core is failing, and your life ooze is just pouring onto the floor as existence begins to drain away from you. And as you stagger towards this rift, this woman, the most ordained commander, with strands of time raking at their body, trying to drag them back, they still drive forward at you. Go ahead and give me another roll. Holy crap. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Far Calm the f on. Oh, 21. Sorry, that was loud. Uh, oh, 21. <laughs> well, I got an 11. There we go. Okay. That's okay, cuz. Pawn's got a natural 20 for a 29. Nice. Ooh. Oh, yes. And what was yours? 21. So 61. Grand total of 61. Yeah. 91. 91. 91. <laughs> <laughs> she slips on a banana peel. <laughs> <laughs> An indescribable rage and determination follows you as the commander's hand elongates into a forest of spikes, grasping and whirling towards you in slow motion, and you're staggering away from this thing. As you approach the portal, you feel death on your heels in so many ways. Give me one final combined roll right at the very edge of this precipice. Oh my god! Oh my days! This is, the, this is the worst! Do I have anything I can do to buff this? No! Okay, that was a 29 for Pons. Sorry, 25. 25. 19 for Koto. That's 44 so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll and I'm gonna beg for, for the ability. I'm gonna beg for the ability. Can I please <laughs> I got an eight. Oh my god! <laughs> can I please with like my, my, my dying breath cast a time loop or a mirror image? Can I overdrive four, Para, since we're combined? Oh. I'll allow an overdrive. Oh, sick move, dude. Nice. Can Koto, like, kind of, like, flash into, like, consciousness for, like, a second and, like, I guess, like, say, and since we're all connected, I guess Pawns would hear it, too. Take my strength, brother. We will see you through this. Hell yes. <laughs> nice. This is very anime. <laughs> Got the most, the most like anim the most anime like eye eye flame shit going on. Save deal is last time. That's two resolve points, Got and him. I'll add a ten to that. So that brings the grand total to sixty six. And we're gonna do one more roll. Oh my, oh my gosh! Come on! Oh, God damn. No. Fighting gods is hard. I know, right? This turned into a JRPG really quickly. We were fighting like sand rays in the desert, and now mm. we're fighting God. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> This has got like massive trigger vibes, like especially the the commander walking through time stop. Oh, Jotaro. <laughs> you stagger forward right to the edge of this gate. You see the whirling inside, the colors nearly blinding you, and you feel behind you scratching into your back these tendrils, and they pull at your flesh or whatever para is, and you feel this combining for just a moment with no energy left you fall forward into the portal just as you feel this piercing pain and as you tumble freely into this radiant abyss the rupture in time closes behind you as the three of you are one you all fade to black
and we'll see you in the next chapter. My gosh. Oh, oh no. God. What? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. When life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com as well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonics by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated. All rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.